Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of Parenting in Real Life. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Welcome. It's too hot to be friendly, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Yes. I don't do summer very well, and I feel very hot right now. I love summer. We do tend to keep our house a little bit warmer, and Alan's office is upstairs, which we moved out of our room. This is a big deal for us. It's still upstairs, though, so it's hot. (laughs) It's hot. I need to get a little space AC. You should. a local AC guy. We bought fans, like a room fan, and that helps, but... It does help. Need an AC. Yeah. Okay, put it on the list of things we're going to buy. <laughs> okay, 2026. <laughs> so, our parenting in real life moment happened when our kids were trying to have a good educational experience. <laughs> we signed them up for a children's market. I don't think six-year-olds are old enough for a children's market, turns out. Too yeah. boring. Jack was... Kind of squirrely. He wanted... It was during the carnival of our city, and so he wanted to, like, go around. He's like, can I just look at the rides? And they had all these other booths up in another area, and he really wanted to go over there. And we're just like, no, we're selling stuff right now. And he just did not. He wasn't really into it, so... The other thing that is rough about that is we are trying really hard to get our kids to learn how to use money wisely while they're still young. So we give them an allowance that they have to earn by doing chores. We use Greenlight, which is a system where they mark off their chores and they automatically get paid. It's been good, but they just spend their money on crap and it drives me crazy. (laughs) And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to care or not. (laughs) I think, yeah, you're supposed to let them spend their money how they want. But but it's on garbage, garbage, garbage. $5 in cheaper stuff. So we just have all these junky toys in our house. They're like, oh, I want to save my money for this legitimate thing. And then they go to Five Below or past the gas station and all the money just flies out of their pockets and they don't know how to stop it. Like at the children's market, both Nathan and Jack bought a little $5 Among Us toy. And I'm like, That was actually the best thing they've ever bought with their money. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of cute. Supporting somebody else, but I'm just like, you just spent like the money you just All the money we made (laughs) is gone in one purchase. So... I don't know. If you have any tips, let us know on all the things because we have not figured out. We've gotten them to manage their money, but are you supposed to care about what they spend their money on? And should you try and guide that? Because I feel like what we're teaching them is to spend their money impulsively, which is exactly what I don't want them to do. We do force them to save some, and Greenlight helps you with that because you put some in savings that they can't access with their card. So I guess we're doing that. But we're wondering if we should put more of their money in that. Because if they were spending a buck a week on garbage, I wouldn't care. It's that they spend like their whole allowance, which is like a buck fifty. But still, drive me crazy. Another thing about the children's market is, so Lucy was there, and she was so cute doing little dances in the front. She was actually liking it. She was having a lot of fun. She's like, and she goes, Mom, my tummy hurts. And I thought, well, we hadn't had dinner yet and stuff. So I'm like, oh, she's probably just hungry. So I got out some, like, goldfish that I brought. She didn't want them. And then, like, two seconds later, she threw up. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. 
she so we had like the tent she's like in the back luckily or whatever so she's just like all over her lap but i'm like this is fantastic and alan was gone he was getting food at the food trucks for everybody and so i call him i'm like i need your help so so i took lucy back home and she mostly slept and watched bluey and she actually was feeling much better immediately and Eventually asked to come back, but fell asleep on our way back. So I know, poor girl. She's crying. She's like, now I have to miss all the fun, and I can't sell anything. I'm like, oh. She was really having fun. And she was loving it. It just wasn't her time. So <laughs> we're so, going to try again in October and do one more children's market, so maybe she can do her dances and stuff. Then. That is probably the least expected sentence to follow all of those stories. <laughs> right, of all the things that it happened. It wasn't great. Kids didn't do great. They spent <laughs> all the money. Great. And we're doing it again next month. So that's the kind of parents we are. We're trying again. <laughs> and this is why we have stubborn kids, because we don't <laughs> learn lessons. We're stubborn. <laughs> when you run into a wall, don't do it again. So that was very real. Today we have another guest. Her name is Lisa Sugarman, and she is sharing tips for how to chill out over your kids, over everything about the summer. She is definitely our kind of people. <laughs> Where we believe in not beating yourself up too much about how you are or aren't parenting. And so she has some great tips that we related to a lot. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back at the end. Hey, hey, parenting in real life. My name is Lisa Sugarman, and I am a parenting author, a syndicated columnist, and a radio show host here in Boston. And I'm also the mom of two grown daughters, and I'm a really, really passionate advocate for encouraging parents to just cut themselves some slack and and give ourselves permission to show up for our kids exactly as we are without putting all kinds of crazy pressure or expectations on ourselves to live that perfect Instagram life. So I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and share some tips with you guys about what to do with our kids this summer once the school year ends and summertime starts and there's always a, a really big fear factor about what to do with all that extra time so I spend most of my time writing books about how to help parents embrace their perfectly imperfectness and, and I think that as we come off of another less than perfect school year this was another COVID school year I think it's important to remember that you know we need a break as much as our kids do and it's really okay if we don't have every single second of the day planned out for our kids. You know, the magic of summertime exists in the idea that a little bit of free-spiritedness and downtime is important, it's healthy, it's, it's what our kids need. So I've got a few suggestions for how to get the most out of your summer without driving yourself nuts, <laughs> trying to create and curate the perfect summer experience for your kids. So first, instead of trying to predict what our kids want to do with their time maybe just sit down with your kids when school ends before you kind of get into that summertime routine just encourage them to brainstorm things that they want to do stuff that's doable that's manageable and then make a list together of you know maybe the top 10 or top five things that your kids would love to do this summer and things that excite them and then just Try and make it a goal to check off as many of those things as you can before Labor Day. That way, you don't have to do quite as much of the thinking and planning, and they feel like they've got a little bit of buy-in about what they're doing this summer. Next, 
try to use the extra time that you have together as an opportunity to do more of those day-to-day things, those everyday chores even around the house together. Because doing things like cooking or yard work or walking the dog with your kids opens up some pretty amazing opportunities to share time and space together. And that makes room for spontaneous conversations and making memories that don't otherwise exist often during the school year when just everybody's just so busy and frantic during the school day. And one of my all-time favorite things to do heading into the summer is allow your kids to be bored. And I know that that's scary. (laughs) It's a really scary idea, thinking about letting them just embrace boredom. But, you know, I think most of us have lived with this really false assumption that we've got to micromanage every single second of our kids' day. Uh, You know, especially in the summertime when the days are longer and they're less structured. But the reality is we don't and we shouldn't. Because when our kids are forced to occupy their own time, it engages those creative juices and they start to flow. And when our kids' imagination and creativity gets engaged, you know, that causes a chain reaction and that sparks and ignites creativity that we never knew existed within our kids. So, you know, I think boredom is actually one of the most underrated tools that we have as parents because when our kids are left alone to entertain themselves, that's when they become motivated to think outside the box and to do different things. And that's often when they pick up the books and when they pick up the instruments and when they pick up the baseball glove and they start exploring the world outside, the world around them. And then, you know, before you know it, all of a sudden you've created a problem solver. And that's a pretty great byproduct of boredom as far as I'm concerned. So as we head into summer, cut yourself some slack. Don't worry about dropping some balls here and there or having breakfast for dinner or not structuring every second of your kid's day. Just embrace the chance for everybody to just throttle down a little bit because that's what summer is actually all about. And committing to doing that ahead of time will be the best thing that you can do for your kids and for yourself. Have a great summer. Well, we hope you enjoyed those tips from Lisa. One of our favorite things that she talked about was letting our kids be bored. But we wanted to add a little asterisk to that. of something that we found with our own kids. If you just allow them, like say, go figure it out, our kids will usually end up fighting with each other. There will be crying. There will be pain. It's a hot, hot mess. And so we love the idea of kids being bored. I don't want to have to entertain my kids all the time and I want them to be creative thinkers. But we find that when we separate our kids first, have them all be in their own space and then allow them to be bored, that works out tons better. Game changer. The levels of boredom in our family go screens, (laughs) sibling abuse, other good stuff. Like it's way, (laughs) way later. So you have to remove those other two things or they never get to the good stuff. Yeah. But I think it's super true. And we're fine with them like playing with each other. If they start on their own and then they kind of leak into each other's rooms and end up playing with each other, that's great. I feel like they just need to kind of start out by themselves instead of someone trying to be the boss and creating something, but all the other kids don't like it and then they end up fighting whatever. So we do love that idea. Just for our kids and where we have a lot of kids, they need to be separated first. (laughs) Yep. 
maybe the proudest moment of my parenthood so far is yesterday I came downstairs and everyone was gone except Cammy, and Cammy was just sitting on the couch reading a book. And I just I wept. I wept openly. <laughs> I wept. <laughs> it was beautiful. I know, we're always trying to get our kids to read and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but for them to like voluntarily just sit and read for a little bit is a big deal for our it's kids. It's really great. So that was a win. And that was her being by herself, right? Because I took all the other kids to swim lessons. And the screens were blocked. Yep. So she had one option. And it's part of our mom store system. So she was reading partially because she got a ticket for it. So, But even still, it was happening. Still which great. Which is a win. It's still really great. Really, really great. So make sure you uh, visit Lisa Sugarman on Instagram. Check out her book. It's called How to Raise Perfectly Imperfect Kids. Oh, it's Love beautiful. That. Love yep. that. So check out her website, lisasugarman.com. Check out her book, her Instagram, stuff like that. And we'll put all that in the show notes or in the notes below. So make sure you check, go visit her and check out all her great stuff. Enjoy. Okay, bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at ParentingInRealLife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. <laughs>